I love this week's conversation with Krista Kemp. Krista tells of her roots as Preacher's Kid, who then married an atheist and then got seriously pissed at God for not saving her dad from a brain tumor. But then she found healing for both her marriage and herself through study of A Course in Miracles and eventually became a reverend and looks forward to marrying people. We talk of joy-inspired, happy, jumpy claps, (laughs) the role of nature in finding peace. The idea that the only way to heal others is to heal yourself first, and the importance of forgiveness and being gentle with yourself. Krista's energy is contagious, and her perspective, I found personally, very healing in our conversation. I really hope you enjoy it too. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dirt Road Divinity. Today, we are talking with Krista Kemp, Krista, who lives in Niagara-on-the-Lake in Ontario. First of all, hi, welcome. Hello, (laughs) hello from Canada. (laughs) Canada. I am so glad you're here. Um, You are just one of these people that the few times I, you're actually someone I've got to hug in person a couple Yay. of times. <laughs> there are certain people that just being around them makes you feel better. And you're one of those people for me. It's like you, you exude joy in a way that's infectious. And first of all, I just want to thank you for that. Oh, oh my gosh. I, um, I realize I love being around people too. <laughs> and I love hugging people too. So um, yeah, I there's something about that that just oh gosh, being in that circle of love with people, just it that spark just happens. Mm-hmm. And the joy and the happy jumpy claps, I can't control that. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> one of one of my one of my favorite things about you the happy jumpy claps and I find that I want to do them too when we're in the I same love it when thing. people join in <laughs> it's a happy jumpy clap endeavor oh my gosh I think the first time we met in person um was there at your home for a, a retreat that was being hosted there at the lotus lotus retreat which is which yeah. is your your space mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> your space right there and it was such a lovely a lovely experience I mean your your home the grounds there the the connection with nature there um mm-hmm. and it felt like you felt very connected to the space there I would love to know just a little bit more about what you're doing with the space now and about your connection to the lands and the trails and all that is there for you. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> it was so weird how it happened. Uh, we were looking for a place because uh, my mom needed a place. And um, this barn that I'm in or coach house has an apartment up top. So that originally was where she was living. Um, and then, um, so that's sort of, we found this place and um, I guess I'd always kind of, wanted space I don't know how to explain it like I just needed space and um we came from like a neighborhood and there was always noise and people and whatever and it was good when the kids were little and but I don't know it it sort of felt like "Mm, my time you know it's me now and um yeah so we just moved here and I, I just spend so much time like looking is that like looking out like looking 
out the backyard or out the front yard. And um, they're like, oh, there's these trails. We don't own them, but like we mow them and cut them and like, you should go check it out. Well, it leads to this gorgeous pond Mm -hmm. where there's wildlife and everything. And I was like, are you serious? Like this is in my backyard. And like, I'm literally just outside of town. I'm not way far in the country or anything. And um, the peace, like whenever you feel like I started to feel um, stress, it's amazing that I would just be like, I'm just, I'm going to go out on the trail. Like I just need to go for a walk. And you know, I'm talking to myself. And then one time I like, I sat for so long, there was a log that was across the creek. And I remember just, I was sitting there. And I think I sat there so long that my dog bandit got worried. He was like, are you okay? Like he was like, he was wandering around at first. And then he came back to check on me. And he was like, oh my gosh, you haven't moved in like a really long time. (laughs) Um, And then I started like hugging trees. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then I was talking to trees. And then I was like, I'm going to I'm going to make up a song. And I like made up this song and it was like, Oh my gosh, like just, and, um, the piece. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to share this with people. Like people need to come out on this trail and just walk with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I tried to do some sort of trail talks or whatever. Um, but it was mostly just friends were coming and we were just going for walks. Um, and then, um, uh, the fire pit happened at the back there that you saw. And mm-hmm. I made my husband do our feet around that every day. Yes. I still look at that. I put my feet in our little cement uh-huh. and I just, I marvel. I can't even believe that that happened here. Like mm-hmm. I can't, uh, it's just, it's and everything that happened here just feels so magical on the land. I don't know. And then, um, we've started now just like the birds are our thing now. And I have a porch swing and it's like, I can't start my, like, people are like, I need to start my day with coffee. I do, but I need to start it on the porch swing. And it doesn't matter if it's cold or whatever. I bring a blanket, like, I'll just, like, sit. And it's just the peace that comes with watching nature and the birds and everything. It's, we have crows coming in now. And it's just really, like, I can't, I just said to Jeff, I don't know if this is okay, but, like, I just want to sit here. Like, I, I just the soul, the body, the mind, the spirit peace that is just sitting and I don't know, being still, it's just the most powerful thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I'm like, does anybody want to come sit with me on the swing? Like, honestly, like, (laughs) is it just me? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, And then drumming, like, you know how much I love drumming. And so um, my dream was like, oh my gosh, we need to, I need to have some sort of drum circle thing here or something. And this, sure enough, you know, um, this lady who has a native background, she was looking for a space and she was like, hey, could we just like drum on your property and whatever? And I was like, oh my gosh, you're kidding, right? <laughs> and yes. so she, she came over and there was like all these people here and like we were just drumming around uh, the fire and I just was like, oh my gosh, I did a lot of like jumpy, happy claps. And I was like, honestly, I said, this was the one thing that I truly, truly wanted. I was like, all is right with the world. Like, I'm like, if I if I left this world now, I was like, that's all I wanted just to drum here. And they're like, okay, well, we don't want you to like pass on or anything right now, <laughs> but like, that's good. <laughs> but, um, and I just feel that there's so much, um, you know, and other people are like, wow, it just feels so beautiful out here. And a lot of my friends, when they just come visit, just sitting on my deck too, they're like, like, I could just be here, um, forever. Just, 
you know, so I, I, I don't know what it is, uh, but I'm definitely drawn to it. Um, I hope to have more things happen here um, in the future. I don't know what it will be, um, but I definitely see something happening, you know, around the fire and whatever. And uh, I don't know. I'm just going to see where that goes. Um, maybe it has something to do with me being a reverend now. I, I that's, that's a story I'm so excited to hear about. <laughs> so excited to hear about. I, w- I didn't know. Should I, should I introduce you as Reverend Krista now? Or... Um, <laughs> I'm still getting used to that. <laughs> How did this come about? Okay, okay. <laughs> so um, my my dad um, was a Lutheran minister. Okay. And so I always like, I grew up in the church mm-hmm. and um, he did leave the church after his, after he divorced my mom. And then my sister and I were raised by my dad, um, which was kind of unheard of for a man to take on two girls like, gosh, late seventies, early eighties, right? Like he's so, but he was Mr. Mom. And, um, so we left the church for a but he always took us to church, you know? So it was always sort of, and then I met my husband, Jeff fast forward. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm like, so my dad got back into the church and everything. (laughs) And, uh, Jeff's like, uh, I'm like, yeah, like I'm a PK. Um, and he was like, yeah, I I think I'm atheist. And I was like, Oh, this, this will be interesting. Um, my dad is like a, a different breed of minister. He is so, he just had the warmest heart in welcoming everybody. And I, that's probably where I, I get it from. And I was like, okay, not like a huge deal, but like of all the people, my dad would be like, really, Krista? Like you're going to pick somebody who's atheist? And I was like, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> so, but it wound up being this really um, funny thing because he was like, wow, like, I don't, I don't think that, um, I can't really get behind what the Bible says. Like, I can't really, there's some stuff in there that just doesn't sound right. And I, and it's funny because when you grow up in it, you just, I just blindly accepted it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I believe in God. And we go to church and we pray and there's angels and this is the way it works. And I never questioned it. I just sort of like, yep. Yeah. And then he sort of made me think things like he was like, well, like, what does that really mean? And what, and I was like, oh, well, I don't, I don't really know. Mm. And then I remember my aunt gave me a, a little children's Bible and I started to read the stories to my kids. And some of them are terrifying. Daniel in the lion's den and all of these terrible, like there's a big flood and people. And I was like, I'm reading this. And I was like, I had to stop because they were terrified. And I was mm. like, okay, that's not, that's not how I want you to learn about God. I was like, that's, and I don't really think that's the God that I like I believe in so like okay so I put the books away (laughs) um and then uh I guess it just sort of I I sort of left the church for there were some things that happened uh that turned me off um and my dad uh he wound up with a brain tumor and I remember him saying that you know he believed that God was going to save him and he had you know devoted his life to God and I thought oh yeah And that didn't happen. Mm. And so that was, uh, I got very, very angry at God. Very angry. Like, I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, you couldn't even save my dad who devoted his, you know, his whole life to you. And so I kind of just shoved the church aside and everything in God and was like, you know what? No, thanks. So, um, 
fast forward, <laughs> all these things happen in my life. And um, when you don't have that spiritual piece of any kind, um, I started to just sink into depression. Uh, I was getting burnt out at work. Uh, family was busy. Um, my husband and I, we weren't really like, we were like roommates almost sort of like we had like separate lives. We just kind of came together for the kids. And so I started to feel really just burnt out and sad, depressed. It was affecting my health, my mental health. And um, then, yeah, I was kind of forced out of work <laughs> after like 12 years of social work. Um, and there was a new renewed, like, uh, I get to be a mom to my own kids. I did child protection. So it was working a lot with other families and I negated my own. And so I got to be this wonderful mom and did all these things. Well, that was good, but still like there was something in there that was like, ah, something's missing still. And I, I don't know what it is. And um, I just started to get sad and I didn't know where to, to find what it is. And then that's when our lovely friend Tamara came along. Mm -hmm. And she really sort of delved into you feel this and you feel this. And boy, when you feel heard, when you're sad and depressed and lonely, it was like, oh, my God, this person hears me. Yeah. And that's all it took was you just needed somebody to just say, hey, like, I hear you. And like, I, I think I might have something that could help you. And I was like, bawling. And I was like, <laughs> OK. <laughs> um, and it wound up being like this whole wonderful thing. And I met you and I went on all these adventures. And so it, it led me down this spiritual path. And that's where I learned that, that for me, um, God was love and he was only love. And what a beautiful thing that was. And wow, I want more of that. And how do I get that? And there's, and I learned, oh my gosh, there's so many ways you can do that. You can do that with drumming. You can do that with nature. You can do that with crystals. You can do that with meditation. You can do that with, oh, I just bought a flute. I don't, I'm not very good at it. And my dog howls at me and cries. So I can't play it in the house, um, but like music, right? Like, and um, I was like, wow, this is just so like, and I dabbled in all of these like metaphysical things and, and, um, I guess the one thing that stuck with me was, was A Course in Miracles. Mm -hmm. And there was something in that. And I think you remember from Tamara too, that it was, I don't know, like she introduced us to it. And I was like, whoa, like, what is this book? And like, why are we all not reading this book? And I need to know more about, I need to know everything there is about this book because there's something triggered in me that this is the answer. This is my answer. Mm -hmm. And so that led me on like going to, you know, oh, you're holding a, a group on reading this book. Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, so I went to that and Jeff came as well. So Jeff's um, listened to this book through the audio like 10 times and we get oh, into wow. deep discussions. Um, I think he's nearing 20 now and he just keeps playing it over because you keep hearing new things. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit harder. You remember the wording together. Is like people say it's like reading Shakespeare. And I'm like, yeah, like high school trauma days. <laughs> like, oh man, is there a Cole's notes? Like, <laughs> um, so long story short, what led me to Reverend was um, I found Pathways of Light through a wonderful woman named Deborah Hannaford. 
Um, and she was uh, initially offering Reiki and I'd also resisted Reiki for some reason. And then when I finally gave in, it wound up being like the most beautiful thing I've ever had. So, um, she happened to mention that she does these course miracles classes. And I was like, you're kidding. So, um, I went to one of her intro classes and she said, she explained that Pathways of Light, this organization in the States, has this thing where you study, uh, there's binders they send you, and it can take a year or two. It depends on, like, there's no rush, and you work through, like, learning about A Course in Miracles through these binders. And then in the end, if you want, um, you can be a reverend, and then you could, like, marry people. And I remember sitting there, and I was like, oh, well, wouldn't that be fun? And <laughs> I was like, like, I don't even know where it came from, but I was like, I don't know. I, I, I think I kind of want to marry people. <laughs> and so I don't, I just so weird. I was like, I, in a million years, like, no, no, that's not, I would never do that. Like, like saying speeches in school, like my knees, kneecaps would be like, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's speaking. That's not for me. But this something in me was like, wow, that would be really cool. So then I'm leaving this uh, class or this intro class. And this lady says to me, Krista, walking out. Oh my gosh, you, you, sh you should be a reverend. She's like, you have that property. You could do really cute little weddings. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I could. That's kind of cool. So even though I had those two things, I got in my car and I'm still, there's a part of me that's like, mm -hmm, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So I get in my car and I'm driving home. And I remember like talking in my head to like God and my dad. And I was like, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be something? Cause my dad's a reverend. I'm like, can, I was like, ha ha dad, like your daughter, Krista, who was a little bit wild growing up, uh, a reverend. <laughs> and I was laughing and no word of a lie, car pulls in front of me. I look at the license plate and the first three letters are REV, reverend. And I was like, Oh my, oh my gosh. So I started laughing at all the signs, you know, first mm -hmm. there was the something in me that got sparked. Then there was the lady that's like, Krista, you should do this. Then it was the license plate. Did I do it then? No. <laughs> no. I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, those are all signs. Uh-huh. And then just like crickets. <laughs> oh, you're so human. Yes. Right. So, and then like, you're like, I can't do that. I looked at the price. I'm like, oh no, not right now. I don't know. Like all of these things. Right. So it, it took me a while. I think that was like 2019, I want to say. And then um, I still like went through other things. So I, I really liked the shamanic practice. And I, there was also something in me that, um, I feel a pull to those Munaiki rites. Mm -hmm. So um, I wound up doing that uh, during the first part of COVID. Um, and I got all of the rites so that I could then give those rites initiations to people. And that was really beautiful. Um, and I kind of started to develop my own. Um, I tried to do regular Reiki, but I don't like that. I was like, ah, no, I need to drum over you. And then it was like, no, and now I need to do this. And then I was like, okay, well, I need to touch only your feet and maybe your shoulders. And now I need to use a feather on you. And it just developed into this. So I have this thing that I do um, that I love. Um, so I went on that path for a little bit. And then and then fast forward, I don't know, birthdays, aren't they cathartic? I don't know why. <laughs> um, so then I'm on my swing 
with Jeff and we're watching the birds and it's my birthday um, like a year ago and I was crying and I was like, what am I, what am I doing? And I thought, you know what, what do I really want to do? I, I want to do A Course in Miracles. I want to, why, what, I was like, what actually am I waiting for? Mm. Like what more? Mm. I had signs a couple of years ago. Why did I just not, why did I ignore that? Like it was so, so I was like, Kate, you know what? Not getting any younger <laughs> and I'm going to do this, this, I'm going to do this for me, for my birthday. And that's how it started. So I, I took these courses and they're year long. And we would work through these. Um, it's about all of your own healing, which I learned is the only way to help others is to heal yourself. Uh, yes. Amen. Yes. And it, it saved like my marriage. It's saved. It's, it's like, I, I'm, I can't believe it. Like mm. all the work internally that I do, how that ripples out is, is I didn't think that was the way. And that's why I did social work. Cause I thought, oh, well going to just help, I'm going to serve people this way and I'll help them with their needs and whatever. And I'll just stuff my stuff down. Um, and that's not the way you do it. So, and when you, when you start to love yourself, which I don't know if you remember when we were early on, there was a lot of loathing of myself and unsure and unworthiness and all of this stuff and hating my body and all of these things. And, um, I don't feel that way anymore. And right. Oh my gosh. I like want to show my body. (laughs) Huge. It really is really big. Mm -hmm. Um, and my marriage, oh my God, like, uh, we have reconnected like in a way we never thought that would ever happen. I'm sure that Jeff never thought would happen either. Mm. Um, and it's just, it just feels so stronger and it just feels like, um, it's a, a deeper love connection now. It's, it's more than that initial stuff we had, you know, when we met, you know, 20 plus years ago and you're like, he's cute. And he's like, she's cute. Um, it's, it's so much more deeper now. And um, we, we connect over a course. Um, so that's how that happened. So I, I literally just did that and it was perfect. You know, COVID really, I actually used those two years to do two things that I love, which was get my Moon key rights mm-hmm. and become a reverend and, and learn about course. And um, yeah, it was like, thank you for the gift of that because I used that time and it was all done like remotely. And I, I was able to take time and do my binders. And mm. I mean, okay, well, Lisa, you know, the part of you that's still human is like, I need to be making money. I need to be doing something. And so I'm like, okay, I'll just take this other job on the side. And so I tried to uh, like work at a spa because <laughs> I didn't want social work. That was too heavy. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I tore my ACL like a few months in. And uh, I realized that since this was the third time uh, that the universe was kind of like, Krista, like we are going to have to break your legs again because you're kind of <laughs> going off the path again. And I was like, Gotcha. (laughs) So, yeah. So I've decided that, uh, yeah, no, it's silly to, I, I don't, I got tired. It was supposed to be part-time, but with me, you know, I work extra and I try and help out and it was like, I'm getting, I'm getting, um, I'm taking a detour again and I'm not following my true self. And that didn't feel good. I, I hear you and you're speaking words that I need to hear right now because what fascinates me through this conversation I had no idea 
that there were so many parallels on our path, just because we've never talked about it before. No, we had no idea. Um, everything from, I remember the day that it's like, I've, I was in the bathroom drying my hair. Inspiration spirit tends to hit when I'm drying my hair. (laughs) Your hair is beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. You're very kind. It was like, like the energy of, of Jesus shows up. I'm like, dude, Hi, you know, but certain energies, I I learned that I can just feel and kind of differentiate Mm. one energy from another. And, and the message was, um, basically I, I need you to facilitate the marriage of the divine masculine and divine feminine. I'm like, huh? Okay. So I took that as do weddings. (laughs) That's that's how I interpreted it. So the next day I go out and, you know, get my little internet ordination and, you know, go up to the courthouse and and get it to where I can do weddings. I realized later that was like a portion, you know, the fun part of it, but it's bigger than that. But having officiated a couple of weddings now, celebrations. Oh Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Fun. And, And it's so meaningful for me because I'm with you in the sense that God is love. And so to be able to celebrate love and Mm. to bring, to make love the centerpiece of a a marriage ceremony, as opposed to a sermon, because boy, coming from Oklahoma, you know, I've been to a lot of wedding sermons or funeral sermons. And I'm like, yeah, that's not, I I, I want, I want to serve love, (laughs) you know, Um, but it's so fun. And oh so my gosh, okay, I needed to hear you say that <laughs> because I have, um, I'm still waiting for my, my license to come through so that I can mm-hmm. do weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, and although I'm really excited about it, I'm terrified because I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to do a wedding and I'm not into church structured weddings. Like my weddings are going to be like, I don't know, crazy, I think, <laughs> and really fun um, based on what people want, of course. But I feel like, you know, I'm also going to believe that the people that uh, are interested in the type of wedding that I'll do are going to find me anyway. Absolutely. Um, but I remember there was uh, one of the binders that we were doing with my Pathways course was uh, ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, all of them were so profound and each one was so healing for me. And there was inner child work that we were doing and, you know, transcripts. So those negative thoughts in your mind that you tell yourself and like we worked through all of those. But I got to the ceremonies one and I was like, like a kid in a candy store, those jumpy, happy claps. And I was like, oh, like ceremony. And like, but it didn't, like it never dawns on me, but I was like, ooh. So it was like, I had to write three ceremonies and one of them was a wedding. Mm-hmm. The other one was like an awakening. And I just like, I loved every minute. So I'm like doing stuff, Googling things. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to look for like a song. I'm going to look for something like, and it was just like, and it lit me up. So I was doing all these things. And then I had to like present them to my facilitator and we were work, And she was like, um, yeah, like this is your thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, you think? Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it was like a course. And I was like, and she was like, no, this is gonna be your thing. So I'm I'm excited, but not having done one yet, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, but hearing you say that you've done them and they were fun, like oh, it was a blast. And the oh. beautiful thing is for people who 
you know, this whole podcast is dedicated to like a more scenic route of the soul. So, so an approach to spirituality that maybe doesn't fit in some neat little mm-hmm. dogma box somewhere that already has prescripted ceremonies that go along with it. And so, you know, I'm thinking of two that I've done, for example, one was they reenacted a portion of the the movie Joe versus the volcano. I mean, reenacted <laughs> that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Let's, I'm all over that. Yeah. Like, and I think that's like so wonderful. It was like today, anything goes, which I think fits with me. Yeah. Well, it was meaningful to them. And that was the whole point. If it's meaningful to you and if it's a celebration of your love and we can bring, you know, some, something bigger in as a result, perfect. You know, another was on uh, the couple's front porch and they had the most gorgeous view off their front porch. And it was, uh, you know, you part of the concept that was brought in because they both had had some some struggle in their past, and so it didn't look perfect, you know, like people might say a perfect wedding or marriage should look like. But that whole I can't remember the name. I'd botch it if I tried to say it. But when um, in in Japan, when like pottery is broken and they mend it together with gold to make it stronger and even more beautiful. There's a name to that. So bringing that concept in to their ceremony was just really meaningful to them. It wasn't necessarily scripture inspired, but it was life inspired in a way that represented love for them. And so those moments and being able to celebrate love in in ways like that, I, I just... Now you've got me excited to go find more opportunities for that because it's fun and meaningful. Like, and what an honor yeah. to see two people who declare love mm-hmm. in front of every, and like, I just feel like to share in that, like, really, I would get to do that. Like, Ooh, that just feels so so fun and so beautiful. And, you know, like, I know you say like, I love love. And I, I think I've said that too, to Jeff too. And just like, I love love and I love hugs and I love showing love. And, and so of course, so yesterday it dawned on me. I was like, oh, that's no wonder. No wonder I like doing the idea of doing weddings too, is that um, I love love so much that it's a celebration of that. And um, that's just like a perfect fit. Mm. So yeah, crazy. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. And having been to your property, I can totally see weddings taking place there. I, yeah, small okay. ones, small ones. <laughs> yeah. Small, intimate, you know. A bit, yep, small, intimate. Yeah, it would be super cool. Oh, so, how fantastic. Yeah. Now, yeah. tell me, if you don't mind, a couple things. One, I would. it seems that, how long ago did you move into this home? Um. I think 2011. Okay. Yeah. So like 10 years ago. Okay. And so it was after that, that kind of this new way of, of being in relationship with spirituality, I guess. So it's funny (laughs) um, that I moved here and it wound up being like the most chaotic, stressful thing in the world. And like my, my car got stolen. I was like um, having, um, heart palpitations. Um, there was tension at the time between my mom and Jeff a little bit of, it was like awkward having your mother-in-law here so close. Like it was just, there were all these, and the kids were unhappy. They're like, you moved us to the country and there's too many bugs here. There's bugs everywhere. Like they were just like, I was like, Whoa guys. Like, and so like, there was just so much. And then like my work 
Um, and it literally within a year or like fell apart, Mm. but that falling apart opened up. Like, it was like the move here was like, okay, Krista, like we're going to place you here where you need to be. And we're going to crumble away everything that you like thought that your life was and that you needed. Um, and we're going to show you something different. Mm. And, um, it all fell apart. It was incredibly stressful. (laughs) Um, and then it opened up this, all this beautiful stuff. So like literally, I think it was 2016 when I talked to Tamara and started that. So, um, yeah, it was really a beautiful thing and, um, it's sort of crazy how that happens. So, you know, what's wild before, before we actually press record on this conversation, we were talking a little bit and, um, about when I reached out and said, Hey, would you like to come be on the podcast? And, you know, your mind kind of got in the way for a little minute and it was like, well, who, who am I? I haven't had any big, done anything (laughs) in listening to you. It's amazing how the, the things that you've experienced um, maybe didn't seem big at the time, Mm-mm. but no. wow, what a, how transformational, you know, I mean, and, and even finding, being able in retrospect to see like the beauty that came out of the chaos or have to break it all down to be able to build, build it back up different. Can you talk to that just a little bit? Uh, it was really interesting because I think my belief all along was like, um, there's other people that have worse than me. Um, I'm okay. This is okay. Um, I'm just quiet, normal, little Joe Blow girl, you know, <laughs> like, and I just kind of, I didn't want to rock the boat. Didn't want to create a problem. Didn't even see what was happening to me. Just complete denial, hiding it from everybody and denying it from myself for so long. Um, I'll just be like, okay, I'll just keep, you know, this is, I'll just keep keeping on. Don't want to be a burden to anybody. (laughs) Um, And so I just, it took me a really long time to be okay with not being okay. And, um, Hmm. you know, I was like, oh, I'll let everybody else do their thing. And, um, you know, look at all these spiritual people. They have all these gifts awakening and that will never be me or, or, um, I'll need that if I want to be something. Um, and no, you know what? I (laughs) just love, uh, loving myself was just the key. Mm. And it's not that I'm completely fixed at all, but, um, I do notice quicker now when um, I am not feeling the love and not at peace and asking, I, I never ask for help from higher self or from, you know, whatever people choose to call it. Um, mm-hmm. I always like, maybe it was that unworthiness piece of like, Oh, um, it's okay. Like you, you God, you, there's other people there. You can help. I'm, I'll be, I'll be okay. <laughs> like what? Um, no, they're here for me too. 
they're here for me too. And, and I was like, oh, I need to have a big tragedy in order for God to come into my life, or I need to have a near death experience. And, and then I was like, I just realized, no, actually, I just have to love myself. There's, there's nothing more. There's nothing more that you need. Um, and how do I do that? And really, I was prepared. I was like, you know what, all of these negative things that I'm feeling, I, I don't want to hide them. I want, I want them out. I, I can't make a difference if I keep them in. Um, so just being not afraid to be like, okay, I'm going to say it. Uh, like, I don't like my body and I don't like who I, yes, I feel unworthy. Yes, I'm hiding. I don't know where I'm going. I feel lost. I'm sad. Um, I'm alone. Uh, I feel this, that, like, I just was like, I'm going to call. Oh yeah. I, I believed that I was a victim. Um, yep. I had that belief. <laughs> um, like I was like, I need to call this all out and I need somebody to be there to be like, yeah, go ahead. Just, just go, go, go say it, say it, say it. Um, but within the confines of um, it's a safe place. It's filled with love. You won't be judged. Um, you know, the only judgment you're doing is on yourself. Yeah. And the good thing is, is that you can make a choice to not, believe in that. Um, and so that's what really, um, really, I mean, there's so many little steps along the way now that I look back. Um, and there were so many, it was like, you know what, here's, here's a trip to Mexico. (laughs) Remember Tulum? (laughs) I remember Tulum. Um, Yep. So everybody was so excited to go. And Lisa, the night before I, and I would have had to leave at like four in the morning to drive to the airport in Toronto. And it was the nighttime and Jeff was there and I hadn't packed. And actually I declared to him at that moment yet I wasn't going. Mm. Like I'm not going. And he was like, he was like, whoa, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, I can't, I can't go. And he's like, why can't you? I was like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I can't go. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just shuffle these cards. And so I grabbed this Oracle deck I had, and I was like, these cards will tell me like this. Right. And, and literally he was standing there. He's my witness. A card flew out and the card said time to go. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember that I looked at it horrified and I was like, oh no. Cause in that moment I knew I was like, I'm going. I'm going whether I like it or not. And Jeff was like, I can't believe that just happened. And I was like, well, I can, and it's terrifying, but I'm, I'm going now. So it took that moment. And then I started to pack. Mm. And then I went on that beautiful uh, trip to Mexico. That was just so like, I had never done anything like that before. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just, you know, the courage, the courage to walk through all of this and yeah. the courage to just allow. And it, and I don't always have the courage, like coming on this talk with you. It's sometimes not there initially. <laughs> um, you still have those little old patterns that go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know. Are you like really like, you know, good enough to do this or whatever? And so that's still a little, um, of, um, it takes a while to undo all those layers and stuff. Um, but I made it here 
And the old Krista would have been like, no, it's okay. Thank you anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I, yeah, so I feel like each day, each day, um, the more love I give myself, um, the more I show up for myself. Mm. And it feels so darn happy, jumpy claps. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, that that so underpins the potential of a spiritual journey. Yeah, I I used to remember even being like in church and and the whole golden rule thing and, you know, love others as you would love yourself. And I'm like, well, that would be rude. (laughs) Are you kidding? (laughs) You know, because it was so much easier for me to give love externally than to feel it. And, you know, and I would get kind of pissed at the whole notion of, well, you can't love others until you love yourself. And I'm like, no, that's bullshit because I love others a whole lot. And oh, Lisa, I said that too. Yeah. But you just, I said that too. But now, like the older I get, the more I realize all that lack of self-love ends up being wounds that I project on others that Mm -hmm. they don't deserve, you know, and that just gets in the way of relationship. And I never really understood how, doing the inner work was so critical to experiencing just a whole different kind of love in the external world too. And being able to give a whole different kind of love. And you've said that you've, you've seen that you've experienced that with, with your own marriage, with your own life and how you feel about yourself. And I I just, that in and of itself, if there was no other benefit, you know, no other magic treasure box at the end of the trail, that in and of itself is huge, huge. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I don't think we, um, I don't think we realize. Um, and and a course tells you it's so simple. You know, um, it's a book channeled by Jesus. So, um, like he's like it's it's such a simple thing, um, but yet at times it feels so complicated to love ourselves. Yeah, and you know, a course has come up for me. Oh, geez four or five times, like study it um, over (laughs) the past 20 years. And, you know, I I dip a toe in and then uh, it's so (laughs) heady, you know, it's just, so then I'll, I'll go read books about the course. And, and so like the Gary Renard books, I don't know. I did those too. Cause I was like, those were my Cole's notes version. I was like, exactly. (laughs) Like I can hang with this, you know, I can hang with this. Um, But, but the self-love and then the whole, the one I'm struggling with right now, um, forgiveness, forgiveness. And, and I've noticed that forgiveness, like after someone has passed is a lot easier than consistent forgiveness for people who are still living and keep triggering, you know, (laughs) doing things that trigger the need to forgive. Um, and I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but from, from your experience with the course and all that you've learned, do you, do you have any advice about forgiveness also? Yeah. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I think it's just learning to be okay with um, still getting triggered. Mm-hmm. Um, and the key is the forgiveness for forgiving yourself mm. for having those thoughts again. And, um, I used to think it was like, oh, I need to forgive that person. And I think that's what I sort of, the key to all of this, I would say is it's, it's not all the external, 
you know, it's not all that stuff. It's first, I, I have to forgive myself of feeling like, um, feeling like I need to forgive that person in the first place for their behavior and whatever, whatever. No, I need to forgive myself for feeling that they had done something that I felt attacked with or something like, mm-hmm. um, I hope I'm making sense. So, um, I notice quicker now when I start to feel not at peace. Mm. And so what, what I learned through pathways was when you're in those moments where you're kind of starting to get annoyed or triggered by something, it's like noticing and you stop for a moment and they say, just say like, I, I choose peace. And that is the forgiveness is that I'm, I forgive myself for, um, the fear piece or, um, you know, that annoyance piece or whatever. And even if I don't tell you, it's not right away (laughs) sometimes, um, especially when you're tired or whatever, um, it's not right away. And so, but then later I'm like, Oh, wait a second. I'm, I, I choose to not feel that. And how can I do that? I forgive myself again. I forgive myself again for believing in the illusions Mm-hmm. And I know that it was just my projection and my interpretation of things. And um, boy, does forgiveness feel very loving. Mm-hmm. It feels like the most loving thing that we can do for ourselves yeah. is to be like, you know what? You had a feeling and that's okay. You just have to forgive yourself for that. And then it's like, and then what do you choose? Do you want to choose to stay in that or, or peace? And I'm like, you know what? Peace, peace feels better. Sometimes I'm like, no. I'm going to stay in this for a little bit. And they're like, okay. <laughs> I just okay. this for another five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then like, I'm like, okay, that's ridiculous. Ha ha. Like, I was like, okay, just, just kidding. So that, that didn't feel good. <laughs> um, um, but yes, the key is just being, um, and like not feeling like I used to initially when I did course was like shame might start shaming myself for like, Oh my God, I went there again. I should be getting this. I should, you know, I've read this book. I've studied, like, I shouldn't be doing this. Okay. Well, right there again. Right. It's like, okay, no, like, yes, you can, you're human too. And it's, this is, you know, the layers again and the steps and the stages and sometimes they're better than others. You get it quicker. And sometimes like, it's just like, just forgive yourself, Krista. You're just you. It's okay. And then like, when I do that, it's like everybody else around me also just like, everything just calms down. Mm. And it was like, it just starts with you. And, um, You've yeah. actually seen the example in the world yeah. around you that when you do when you do the inner healing, that it heals the outside world too. I've seen it with my husband. I've seen it with my children. I'm a I'm a different mom to them now. Um, um, my daughter's boyfriend different around him now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jeff's trying to also use it at as his at his work as a paramedic mm-hmm. um, to just sort of you know. Uh, try and be at peace, try and be in the moment with people. He puts a lot of pressure on himself, but trying to say the right thing mm-hmm. to comfort somebody or whatever. And I said, you're, you're, you're overthinking. Like we, we actually overthink this way too much. And I said, by just like reaching out, holding somebody's hand in that moment in the back of the ambulance is enough to, and just, you don't, I said, I don't, because he's like, I got to have the right words. I got to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I feel that way too. And I'm like, actually the right things come when you let that go. Mm-hmm. 
and you just sort of allow and be in the moment and forgive and um, asking uh, the Holy Spirit to come in or your, I say like my higher self, there's another part of me. Now I know that that has all the answers Mm -hmm. and I have all the answers and I forget to ask a lot. I forget to call on my higher self and now I'm getting better at it. Like, I don't know what to do and I'm just going to ask. So just sitting in a moment of asking and, and allowing and just being okay with going with the flow. And I remember um, there was a bunch of words and you had to pick, uh, this was in the the program that I did. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I don't understand why, like it was all these positive words and everything. And I'm like, well, why is, why is spontaneity in here? What does that have to do with spirituality? Like I had like literally couldn't even fathom it. I was like, well, I'm going to write that down as one of the things that I would like to incorporate because I really don't understand how this speaks to, you know, all divine. And then I'm like, oh, (laughs) like it took me like a whole year to figure it out. It was like, oh, I get it. It's, it's, Lisa, it's your dirt road. It's like, you just be spontaneous. You go down that dirt road. And like, when you're open to like allowing all of the things that happen on the dirt road, even getting stuck in the mud um, and getting out of the mud. I'm like, Oh, that's the, the, the beauty and the love and the joy that happens in spontaneity. And the, the power of that was something I had no clue. I was like, no, 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 we need to plan. And I didn't understand, but um, yeah, spontaneity. I love that. You know, this, this reminds me of, um, the trip I was kind of divinely guided. Well, not kind of, it was, you will buy a ticket to Cairo. And I'm like, well, okay. You know, so I went to Egypt and that was what fall of 2019. And the message that I got before I went was, look, plans are going to change. Need you to be okay with that. Because I, I had asked for three things. Tell me exactly what you want me to do. Help me figure out how to pay for it and keep it, keep me safe. Those were the three things I asked for. And so like the big day of the trip, plans totally changed. I mean, like what was supposed to happen didn't happen. And I remember the driver at the time was really afraid I was going to be angry because things changed. And of course, I'm in conversation with with God going, all right, this or something better. I, I trust. I'm totally trusting. Figure it out. This or something better. Tell me what I need to do. And had that not happened... I wouldn't have had a chance that afternoon to have lunch with this amazing Bedouin family, you know, outside around a fire pit, sitting on the ground, these adorable Bedouin children running around, you know, <laughs> surprised to see a blonde girl. <laughs> you know, I don't know that they've ever seen blonde hair before. Golden hair. Yeah. And and that night, you know, that afternoon, hiked to the top of Mount Sinai and watched the sunset as this random stray, I guess mountain cat (laughs) fell asleep in my lap. I mean, this random cat at the top of Mount Sinai jumps in my lap and falls asleep. I've got the pictures. It was amazing. But I'm just like, you know, had I not been willing to be spontaneous and just roll with it and to expect this or something better, this experience would have never happened. Now, what was supposed to happen that day happened the next morning, ended up being one of the best days of my life. It all worked out great. It worked out better than planned. Because that spontaneity was possible. So I love that you brought up that word. And I love that you maybe even struggled with that word a little bit. Oh, hard, hard. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. There, there are two things that this has also brought up for me. Just hearing you talk about self-love makes me so happy for you. I, I just remember what five years ago or six or remember however that? long it was. Mm-hmm. It, I, I remember that being a real struggle for you. Yes. And you also talk about forgiveness and self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. How much do you think those are intertwined? Uh, loving our, our bodies, you mean, too? That what I struggled with there? Well, just the idea, what, what's dawning on me as you're speaking is that even if we don't put it together, that the ability to forgive ourselves maybe is a critical component to our oh. ability to really love ourselves. Mm-hmm. That maybe those go hand in hand. I think um, being being gentle, mm. and that was always a recurring thing um, when I met weekly with my facilitator through the coursework we did. Um, she would always have to remind me. She's like, Krista, she's like, be gentle. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't, I was being so hard on myself. And she's like, just remember to be gentle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you think about um, an innocent child and being gentle with the child and, you know, we forgive them for not, they don't understand what they're doing or, you know, they need the guidance or they're behaving in a certain way that, you know, they're just going to take that because they want it, you know, and, you know, we forgive them because they're so innocent. And it was like, Krista, like, forgive yourself and you're innocent. And um, yeah, so I think definitely when you start taking that weight off yourself, Mm. the loving, you allow the loving to come in. And so, cause I remember standing in front of the mirror and going, just, just love your body. One, two, three, love it. One, two, three, love who you are. One, two, three, love it. Like, and I was like, I can't, like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't connect to that. Yeah. Um, but once I like forgave myself for all of those things and for not being able to love myself. So I thought um, once I allowed just the forgiveness um, to flow in this, this love came in. And it was like, when you, um, say, I'm okay. I'm just innocent. I, I didn't really do anything wrong. I'm just learning. I'm just like a child of God and I'm just learning. And, you know, he still loves me or he, she, whatever, you know, is still sending me love, whether I chose wrong or didn't chose wrong, but I, I made a choice that wasn't very helpful. I'm, I'm still loved and I'm still worthy. And, that's all okay. And so that part of the forgiveness piece, like if you had a parent that did that for you all, like you grow up loving yourself, you, you, and it doesn't matter mistakes. You, they aren't mistakes. Those are learning moments. You know what I mean? Like, and then you just feel like the confidence you feel in that. Um, and it, it allows you to um, open up more, try more, be spontaneous more. Um, so I think that would be the connection for me is just the seeing yourself as the innocent child and that God can forgive me. I can forgive myself. God is in me anyway, um, allows for this beautiful love to, to then flow through and this acceptance. So it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Thank you for that. Before we started our conversation, we did a little invocation. And, you know, I asked that the words hit the audience 
you know, and whoever needed to hear them, that, that it hit right. And what I re- just realized in listening to you is that I'm the audience for this particular conversation because what you're speaking right now is exactly what I needed to hear. So thank you. Thank you. Your healing mm. is bringing wisdom and insight that will help me heal as well because, boy, do I struggle in, in those areas. And, you know, trying yeah. – and what I found is that the more I get in my head and try to figure it out – the less connected from spirit and even from my heart that I really am. So hearing your take on this and also seeing how it's worked for you, your energy, even, you know, right now in this conversation is so different from when I met you, you know, years ago. I feel different. And it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. And if you ever doubt for a second that that you have something to share and and the opportunity to help others heal through your journey. I'm going to stand witness right now and say, whew, there's a lot of insight and wisdom there. And you've done the hard work to be able to share it. That's huge. Thank you, Lisa. That's huge. And I love the fact that you've, that you've gone on your path your way. I mean, dad was a Luther, was a Pat, a referent, you know, Lutheran minister and, and you saw that way, and and here you've created this other path that is eclectic in, in a way, you know, where you bring bits and pieces of things that are interesting to you and put them together in a way that's meaningful for you. Um, that's another area where I see similarities in our approach. You know, I remember talking about my, my spiritual path um, during the School for Spiritual Direction two-year program that I did at one point, and one of the ladies there um, was on a much more uh, rigid path, you know, it was, it was much more, um, well, there were rules, you know, and, and so she talked about supermarket spirituality. I'm just going to take this off the shelf and this off the shelf and this off the shelf and, mm-hmm. and, but was describing it in a way that was, that was pretty condescending. And, um, and to get to the place for rather than be upset about that instead to go, oh, okay, rules work for her that's really cool. And this approach, finding meaning where I find meaning and pulling them together into something even more meaningful works for me. And it sounds like that's what works for you too. I remember when I studied Reiki, for example, I'd studied quantum touch first and which is another just energy healing modality and also sacred sound and other things. And so what I find myself doing is pulling all these different elements together Some would say, if you don't do it by the book, you're not doing it right. And that's never been my experience. I find it much more powerful for me in the way that I offer it if I pull on the things that are, that I resonate with. I am so glad to hear you say that um, because, you know, it was like, take this course and do shamanic Reiki. And this is how you do shamanic Reiki. Um, Take this Reiki and this is how you do it. And I remember like, yeah, I get caught up in the the rules mm-hmm. and then I can't, it's like, then I'm, I'm disconnected then. And I, it's like, uh, like, and it, and it didn't feel right. Um, but you're right. When you said that you like took a little bit of this and maybe not all of it, mm-hmm. but like I took a, a piece of that and a little piece of that, and then you bring it together and you just make it into this something that's works for you or lights you up. 
that's how I, I did it. Cause I, I, I can't do the rules. I can't follow like, uh, place your hands here, place your hands here, place your hands here. It just, it felt so, uh, it, weird. And I'm like, eh, I, I can't. And I just remember trying, I was my first time I had somebody on this bed and I was doing the hands for Reiki. I was doing this. And then something in my head was like, you want to drum over them. You want to drum over them. Just drum over them. And I was like, that's not but how you do Reiki. That's not how you do Reiki. It was like, drum, you want to drum. And I was like, oh, so I just stopped. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, I need to drum over your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, luckily, <laughs> you know, the people that come to me are going to be like, Okay. <laughs> so I was like, hang on. <laughs> so like got my drum and I was like, oh, like, you know, and then it was like, this feels good. This yeah. feels good. And then it turned into, I'm not sure I'm going to take this feather. Uh, and I feel like I need to kind of clean you a little bit or wipe. I don't even know. Like I don't see things. I don't whatever, but I learned to just listen to that inner voice now. Whereas I used to be like, oh no, like, like Krista follows the rules. You know, it says here, you do this. So you have to do this. Um, so part of this whole, you know, loving myself is is loving and trusting in those things that I put out there that I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Let's see what happens. Um, and I've had a really good response. I've had people come back and go, oh my gosh, I feel so good. And I was like, oh my gosh, good. Like, you know, so it's so re, re, you know, reinforcing that um, I'm on, I'm on the right path. And if I keep trusting in myself, um, I can't go wrong. Absolutely. And the energy of trusting in yourself, being willing to incorporate things that bring you joy, Mm -hmm. just knowing how energy and and everything works in a healing space or manifesting space or anything else that's where the power is. And you infuse that with love. And of course, you're going to have even better results. And for somebody that finds joy in rules, cool, let them find joy in rules. And that can be their path. And that's awesome. Because that's how they serve best. But so when you were talking about that, I'm like, well, and it's funny, because like, I now I bring people in and um, I'm like, uh, I'm not really sure it's going to (laughs) happen. Like, I'm just like, I don't know what things and instruments or what I'm going to do to you. And um, it's sometimes it's the same person comes back and it's not the same thing. I, I'll do something different or I'll spend longer on something and whatever. And it just feels so much more Mm. loving. And uh, um, there's just so much more that passes through in that moment. So I, I just, you know, I, after the sessions, Jeff's like, do you need to take a break in between people? And I was like, actually, no, like I am not tired. And coming from social work background, um, completely exhausted all yeah, the time. All the time. And um, I said to Jeff, I could, I could do this to people all day, <laughs> all day, <laughs> every day. <laughs> I love that you found this joy. Oh, and I think that for me, I don't know whether it's just my personality now or just like that I've come to know now that I can use all of these different things and that it keeps changing. I feel like I'm not I'm not the type of person that's going to be this is the one thing that I do and I stick to it. Like I'm like, mm, for now, I like it. But I'm like, um, I, you know, I feel like I'm just going to keep expanding and I'm going to keep doing different things and adding on and whatever. And that feels 
so spontaneous that I'm like, Ooh, this is a cool new Krista. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It reminds me of this, <laughs> this equation I was given once I was in the shower and it was a very stressful time and I was told to surrender. And I'm like, I don't know, freaking know how to do that. Don't ask me to do something. I don't know how to do. If you want me to surrender, teach me how I was mm. a petulant brat with God is basically what it boils down to. <laughs> and he was like, it's pretty easy. Active surrender will serve you well. Here it is. And it was, um, oh, what was it? Align. So like actually align with, with your higher self, align with your joy, align with whatever, with your inner wisdom, allow. So allow the wisdom, insights, guidance, encouragement, direction, help, whatever come through and then act, take that aligned action based on whatever you got. Um, and since then, it's actually been expanded again to ask, you know, ask, align, ask, allow, and act. And that I means I forget to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think I was blocking the ask originally, <laughs> just within the past couple of months. It's like, you got, you got, you got to ask. But mm. if we think that our brains are going to come up with some plan that we have to follow and don't make room for that spontaneity. Don't make room for that divine spark or that, you know, higher self intuition. We're missing out on so much, so much. Yeah. I, for me, the other piece is like, I'm not full on, like, not a planner. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like, uh, Lisa, I made notes um, when I thought about coming on to your, like, uh -huh. I just, I needed to just sort of write it down. Um, and sort of where I'm at with what our talk would, I didn't even know what our talk would be. Um, but it was like, so I just like, and I noticed like, I need to like, initially have some sort of like plan. And then I'm okay with deviating off the plan. Yep. Like before it was stick to the plan. Oh my God, I'm upset because it didn't, it didn't flow the right way. And it was, this was supposed to happen. And I would get all upset and down on myself. Um, but now I'm like, okay, I need like a, I need a guideline mm -hmm. that this, this plan could work. But now I'm like, Meh, okay, there's, a, oh, well, we'll just put that to this. We don't need that anymore. And then it, and then it flows, which is a much more at peace place to be in. Um, and, and the love flows more that way. <laughs> I love that. And because it brings me back again to this whole marriage of divine masculine, divine feminine. Mm. And allowing for for the masculine energies of structure and form and plan, you know, oh, yeah. to be married with the more feminine energies of spontaneity and flow and creativity. And it's like when those come together, then we can move forward in a way that really feels good. But if we are, if we're totally so committed to the plan that we don't make room for the other, it feels void of passion or inspiration or whatever. But yet, if we're totally focused on, on the spontaneous, fun, flow, creativity, then it's, it's like it's got no legs. There's no vehicle yes. to move it forward. Ah, okay. But I realized that was actually the marriage of the divine masculine, divine feminine that oh. I was being taught about. It wasn't about go out and marry people, although <laughs> I went there. You took it literally. Yes, but, <laughs> but it was much more... Yeah, metaphorical, but it, the energies inside of us, it's, mm. it's marrying those energies inside of us in a way that allows for all this divine inspiration to actually be able to be made manifest in the world. And that uh. takes 
the vehicle, you know, or takes the form and structure and the willingness to plan and do. Um, so the, the, the chance for them to come together. And you're doing oh, it. That makes so much, just thank you for saying all of those. It was like, I just like a light bulb went off on my head too. I was like, oh my gosh, this is all making sense now to me. So thank you for wrapping that all up in a ball for me. Cause I was like, yes, yes. That is exactly what I, I think is happening. And, and is that, that's where we, that's where we find the oneness is the joining of the two is mm-hmm. that's we're one and it's the masculine feminine joining and that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Wow. Ooh. On on oh, that note, it feels like it's been like, like a healing session for both of us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Interestingly, that's kind of what we asked for originally too, you mm-hmm. know, let the words and the voices be healing and, and we wow. just happen to be the audience. I hope others in the audience have, have found some insights and some healing as well. Now, if Krista, if people wanted to get in touch with you, um, maybe they're looking for someone to uh, perform a, a, a marriage ceremony or <laughs> any other thing that you might offer. How, how do people find you? Uh, well, I'm in Niagara-in-the-Lake, Canada. So um, you can find me at my email address. And I, I didn't change it. I, you know... I used to babysit dogs. And so I thought it was cool at the time, but I realized, you know, it's me. And I'm like, I'm not changing it. Uh, so you're going to have a Reverend Mary you whose email address is Krista dog D a W G. Cause that was more cooler uh, at the time. Kemp K E M P at gmail.com. So you can email me. You can find me on Facebook as Krista nuns Kemp. That was my, that was also funny being, you know, a pastor's kid and your last name being N-U-N-N-S, nuns. It was like, yes, kind of weird. Uh, So Chris Nuns Kemp on Facebook. Um, So you can message me through there. Also, you can find me on Pathways of Light. Uh, So you just put in like, I think it's www.pathwaysoflight.com is their webpage. And there'll be a little section if you're looking for um, uh, a reverend to either do a wedding. I can also do... um, like there's awakening, uh, little binder you could do. So like, I'm a counselor. Basically my title is ordained ministerial counselor. Mm. So, um, I can also do this, um, listening to your higher self. There's a meditation thing, uh, that I'm certified to do. I can do that. There's a healing your inner child binder. So you can go in, um, and you can sign up for any of those classes that I did and I can be your facilitator, which is really cool. So I've gone through it and then I can now lead other people through it. Um, and you can do that anywhere over the world. So they use free conference So I have a number and then I give you the code and then we join over the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find me there. Uh, there's a little bio of me there with all of those services listed. Um, so I will, I'll send that to you. Um, they made up a cute little flyer for me, so I'll send that. Um, but yeah, so basically probably Facebook right now, um, or just emailing me would be great too. Okay. Oh yeah. I so appreciate you and appreciate this conversation. It's always good to catch up. You know what? It was really so wonderful to see your face and to talk to you and it just brings me back to those moments that that you were here and then um I I often Lisa 
recall the time that we climbed the pyramid in Mexico. Oh, yes. And I just remember you <laughs> started talking to this lady who you didn't know. And in that moment, I still think I thought, I want to be like Lisa. I want to just have the confidence to just talk to strangers mm. in the most loving, beautiful way, like climbing a pyramid. Like I was like, I want to, I want to be like Lisa. <laughs> you know, it's funny because the picture, um, I think Tamara snapped a picture from the bottom of the pyramid of um, the lady and I hugged mid pyramid, you know, in the rain and here's yes. a great big hug, but the joy, you know, that's one of my favorite pictures from that trip because again, it was spontaneous. It was, it was and, it was and I think, and mm. Yeah. Like I was, and I just remember thinking in that moment, like, wow, like I just still carry that one moment of you and that lady. And I just think, I just, I remember you guys hugging. I remember you talking and whatever. And I, I think I said a few words cause I was nearby. Um, and I, I she was traveling solo and I just was like, like, that is so beautiful. That was such an organic, just beautiful love filled moment. And, and I never forgot that and thought I, I want, I want to aspire to be like that too. Mm. And uh, I really feel like I'm getting there. Love so. that. Love that. Well, mm. thank you so much for your hugs. time and this conversation. <laughs> and I can't wait to get to Canada and give hugs for reals. Uh, <laughs> I'm on board. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we are all overdue and I yeah. do have a spare room. Um, my barn is no longer like a retreat center up there or whatever. I had an Airbnb. It's a now full-time rental, mm -hmm. but um, I do have a spare room and you are more than welcome to come here. I would love to have you back. Yay. We can do some drumming. We can walk on the trail. Yeah. I can get bandit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bandit is still here and still stealing people's food. So yes, living up to his name. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And mm -hmm. I'll include all of your contact information in the show notes. So for everyone who's listening, if you would like to get in touch with Krista and learn more, just look at the at the show notes um, that accompanies this conversation and, or reach out you know, to either one of us. Um, this has been another episode of Dirt Road Divinity. I'm so thrilled that you joined us. Tune in on Sundays for Soulful Sundays, where I go solo on whatever topic happens to come to mind that's spiritually related at the time, or next Wednesday for uh, another episode and another interesting conversation. Thank you so much, Lisa. I just, this was fabulous. And my, my love and heart are lifted right now. It will carry me through the rest of the day. So mm, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Dirt Road Divinity. In between episodes, you can connect with me and the podcast on Instagram or Facebook at Dirt Road Divinity, and also on YouTube at my channel, Lisa Wade Alchemy. If you have show ideas or guest suggestions, email me at lisa at dirtroaddivinity.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't subscribed or reviewed the podcast yet, please do so. So you can be informed of future episodes and help others find the podcast as well. Until next time, may you enjoy your own scenic route of the soul.